The world needs hope now more than ever. Welcome to the Exalted Podcast, where every week I will bring you messages of hope, health, and healing. I want you to be unapologetic about your faith, your success, your health, and the miracles that God is doing in your life. I am your host, Jen Beyer. My mission is to equip you in your faith so well that you are able to be a hope dealer in your communities while being as generous as possible with your time, your money, and the talents the Lord has blessed you with. This podcast is sponsored by Exalted Health, where we are ending the war on women hating their bodies. Welcome back to the Exalted Podcast. I am so excited to have my friend Tracy Brown here today. She is an RD, LDN, and is a trauma-informed nutrition therapist and eating disorder dietitian. She specializes in stress recovery and nutrition counseling, and she walks besides people wanting to heal their relationship with food and weight and feel safer and less stressed in their body. So we are so aligned. That's why I love chatting with her. Uh, Her testimony is recovery from her own eating disorder, trauma, and the new age, which I'm excited to dig into today. So thank you, Tracy, for being here today. I'm so excited to have you. Oh, Jen, thank you so much for having me. And um, I pray even before we start talking that um, all the listeners are blessed and get something that is just for them from the Lord. So I look forward to get started. So good. Thank you for that. So tell us just a snippet of your own recovery journey, because that's where most of us started, right? Is our own story. That's right. That's right. And it's so, you know, there's so many tendrils to it. So I'll try to put them all together. So it's not just um, in a vacuum, you know? So I know for me that God made me to be a highly sensitive person. That's just that I knew when I was around people for lack of a better word, I mean, they're full of it. When they said they were fine, they were not. Yeah. When they, I just knew. And um, that, that I think God makes people to be, have that, that sense more or less than the people to be sensitive to his word and into his presence. Yeah. But I've heard then, of that called as a gift of mercy. Mercy, maybe some discernment. Yeah. Spirits, whatever. Yeah. But I've always just had it. The yeah. problem with that is the entity loves to hijack that gift, mm-hmm. which leads yes. a lot of people to new age, which we'll get into in a minute. Yeah. But so between this, like knowing, since I only have memories of that, I, that's all I have. I don't have memories of like, oh, la-di-da, you know, yeah. I just knew stuff all the time. And then you couple that with just, honestly, I look back and when you start to look in your lineages, you'll see where that gift kind of is also in the family, which has been hijacked many times. If yes. you end up in a place of being, um, when you end up finding yourself in these situations where it's like, why are things always so hard? Or why do relationships kind of feel hard? Or why is, I don't feel like I belong. You kind of know you've got some stuff on your line too. Around yeah. being, mm-hmm. um, um, just kind of tormented. And so that's kind of my story of people in my, in, in my conscious memory, just misattunement around like, speaking the truth and feeling feelings. And I didn't really grow up in an actual Christian household either. It's like, well, yeah, same. We believe in God, but kind of, but we're also highly self-reliant. So we're yes. our own gods, to be honest. So there's that yeah. history background too. And I just really had never a place to go with any of this, like the, the bigness and the heaviness of yes. bearing and emotions. And eventually, and I grew up in this culture, of course, and it's not a vacuum where you're don't recognize what's around you. And eventually you want to, you want to, especially go through adolescence, you want to belong. You want to have mm-hmm. your people. 
And you're really vulnerable there into like falling into some traps. And for me, it was um, just getting overly preoccupied with everybody liking me and what I look like. And yes. diet culture was already in my family as well. There was nobody yeah. who had good self, self-worth really in my family either because yeah. I didn't know the Lord. Yeah. And if I look back at my lineages, both sides of the family have lots of trauma, lots of abandonment, lots of abuse and neglect. And you just yeah. don't feel like you're worth anything. And when you have parents that don't feel like they're worth anything, you're not going to produce probably raise children who feel like they were worth much either. So you yeah. put all that big cluster of mess together with adolescence and dating and breakups and boom, had a yeah. horrific eating disorder very quickly. Yeah. And as fast as I got in it, I got out the worst of it within a couple of years, only because the Lord pulled me out. Not because I was so brilliant. I was a teenager, you know, when, yeah. when this was happening. Mm-hmm. So I won't go, I have, I've told the story in another podcast. So I'll let people maybe do that because I don't want to spend all the time with how the nitty gritty yeah. of getting out of the worst of that. Yeah, we can but reference that. We'll reference it, but it's just, I had, you know, my history is little, like, oh, um, feeling like I've got to use externals to fix my internals clearly doesn't work, but mm-hmm. I still didn't know how to really feel feelings, articulate that. Um, yeah. Like, how, you know, get out of that kind of fond response from a threat, like a trauma response perspective of like, I didn't know how to stop pleasing people to get any little scrap of like, we don't mind you being around, basically. And yeah. so I got myself into past eating disorder, a lot of not so great relationships. And then always looking to feel better to get that fixed. Yeah. And, uh, I feel we'll like this is the, where addiction shows yeah. up in so many people's lives too, because they're using it to mm-hmm. kind of numb like what's going on. Right. And that's just from an external viewpoint. They have a lot of addiction in my family. Um, but I'm a highly sensitive person. So I know my coping mechanisms weren't always healthy, but I didn't thank goodness. I didn't turn to like, you know, mind altering substances, but I've seen that happen. So anyway, continue with your story. Yeah. I just want to show that like they be any kind of idolatry. Right. So I had an eating disorder and it really wasn't about wanting to like ultimately like look a certain way. I just didn't want to be on the planet the way it was. Yeah. That was really the bottom. I had so much fear of rejection in me and fear that it's like, I can't oh, be yes. here like this. Yes. So I just don't want to, I don't want to be part of it. So I kind of took myself out of the game per se, you know, and be, I became a little workaholic and like, I'm just gonna like, instead of, I didn't see this numbing. I saw it as if I have one less thing I can be criticized for, the best. Mm, so if you look a certain way, I didn't, I didn't want the attention for what I looked like. I just wanted to like, I kind of just want to be left alone. So I didn't get hurt. So you were trying to be perfect to avoid any, anything else. Yeah, that's right. Any criticism. Cause I, by that point in my life, in my late teens, early twenties, I couldn't handle any, anything. Yeah. So the enemy takes that gift of like being able to feel the presence of the Lord very acutely to like so hypersensitive that everything is an offense. Yeah. This so you offense become is a, so real too. So real. And so I, I just couldn't handle anything, any kind of like correction of anything, I would just fall apart. So I had all of these, like we'll call them soft problems, like overexercise and perfectionism, workaholism. I had three jobs in college, plus full-time school, plus a yeah. boost of boyfriend. Of course I couldn't hear the Lord and I couldn't, um, I was not at all on my path destiny wise in yeah. terms of what God had me doing. So yeah, enemy check mark, right? It's like, <laughs> if he can keep you distracted from your purpose, that's right. Then that's right. you never can reach it. Okay. So what happens next in the story? 
Well, you know, um, you know, sometimes, luckily, sometimes some of us don't have um, at the brink of death bottoms. I had one during my university time, but then the throughout the college time, it's really as I was one of the, the the mercies that God gave me was in my recovery. I got um, connected with this dietitian, and she was just really relational and very old. And like now, this is like the cool thing, not the cool thing, but like moving towards the evidence-based thing to help people with the relationship with food, not like what to eat, how much to eat, none of that garbage. Right. But really closer to how God made us than we think is like learn mm-hmm. to eat from hunger and fullness, eat a variety of food. Food is just food. Move on. Don't make it an idol. Yes. That's what she taught me to do. And I had that foundation as a kid, luckily. And I got to kind of recover, come back home to that. So I thought that's what dietitians were doing. That's what you do. But I go to school and find out, oh, this is, there's a lot of really great stuff about how to help people manage, you know, the nutrition factors and stuff and like like complications or diabetes or whatever. Yeah. And that's what it's good for. You know, there's a lot of good education there, how to help people. But the dark part of it is this connection with like the diet industry and all the evil stuff that we see in our world, right? Where making people feel like they're less than a person if you don't look a certain way. And that's a lot of the education and we don't know better. You're a kid. So I get there. I'm thinking, what is this? This is exactly what I've gotten myself out of. And now I'm studying to be an expert at it. Right. I'm like, I'm out of here. So Lily, I just got my degree, did my extra education I had to do to get my license. I'm like, either I'm going to do something um, different, different career. I don't know what's going to be, but it's ain't this right. how I was trained to be, or yeah. I have to learn how to, um, counsel people in a way that brings us back home to simplicity, this, and you're not beholden to an expert your whole life to tell you right. what to do. Right. Um, yeah. And you're not going to be triggered by diet culture because all this is, is glorified, overeducated diet culture. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, whether you're a nutritionist or health coach or dietitian, it's like so much of the education is like, I know better than somebody else's body. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't think so. And if you're not, per- <laughs> not and if you're not experience. perfect, you're wrong, right? If that's you're right. Not perfect, you're, not, you're wrong. Yeah. yeah that's right. That if you don't look a certain way, you're wrong. And I knew yeah. that that was wrong given my history. Like I couldn't like, uh, what's the word recommend these basically semi-starvation. I don't care how much she weigh. I would never do that to somebody because I knew the consequences. Yeah. Malnutrition causes physical, mental, emotional, spiritual consequences. If it doesn't right. kill you, it will destroy your mind and your heart and definitely your destiny because you're too distracted with this than you are with being in a body yeah. that is a vessel for the Lord. Right. You can take care of yourself without dieting period. Yeah. And people create that, I, that idol over having that perfect body or that perfect diet or whatever it is. And they're so distracted mm-hmm. by that again, distracted that they're not right. getting their purpose in the Lord. So tell me when the new age enters your life. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So I know that I was sensitive to being pulled into the new age for a couple of reasons, you know, in hindsight is one, my highly sensitive nature. Yeah. I can know, see, know things, see things, feel things, whatever. So you're very, there's a, there's an openness, right. Yep. In your system, yep. which all and that then, means is that you're connected to God. If this is, if you're listening and this is new yeah. to you, that's all it means. We, that's all it is. The world creates it to mean something else, but continue. Yeah, that's right. And so I have a really, really, really long line of, um, honestly, if you want to call it what it is, it's Luciferianism in my family. So mm-hmm. most of my dad, all his aunts, uncles, his parents, who knows how far back I, I tracked it for generations of 
uh, Freemasonry. Yeah. And it's all about rituals. It's all about oaths and contracts and all kinds of garbage. And that opens doors. It does. For you to be trained to do that. Yeah. I was just, I was kind of born into it to be able to like channel and know stuff and get reward for that. So I didn't know that at the time, but whenever I would, so how I got into this. So I I was starting to be trained in um, any sort of care, like by other professionals for doing this, you know, decades and decades. A lot of the people that I ended up just getting in relationships with, like professional relationships, were all basically all new agers. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I didn't know the stuff had a name. I didn't know what um, channeling was. I didn't know anything about sorcery, all those kind of things. But yeah. essentially, new age stuff is um, kind of like you 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 have your own religion. You like you pick and choose from different you know yeah. traditions mm-hmm. and mystery schools and energy healing and all that kind of stuff. And you make your own thing. That's who I was around. And I didn't really know it was a thing. I just thought, oh, this is cool. And these people are kind of like really insightful. They're really compassionate. And I'm like, all about it. Yeah. I didn't know. And so just one thing after another, like I would go to with my um, boss or my mentor to like this little conference on the Enneagram. And I would go to this little conference on um, this, uh, the secret. I go a little thing about, and I would, I would get like money to go get energy healing or get all these things. And before you know it, like yeah. I can do all these things and not even try. Yeah. Cause that's, again, that's how I got yeah. hijacked by the enemy with my genetics and the gifts that God gave me. Right. And I was like, Oh yeah, I can, I can close my eyes and do shamanism. No big deal. I didn't have to drum or anything because yeah. that's just what the enemy did without. And I came into agreement with it, but just by going and practicing and here I am. Yeah. And so some other do it common terms for a lot of this stuff is modern day witchcraft, Wiccan, a white witch. Um, And so we're going to break it down for you a little bit more because some of the things that people are doing are good. They're just doing it connected to the wrong realm. Right. So like, like the Lord uh, tells us to meditate on the word. Um, So we're meditating on God's truth. So really what you're tapping into is the Lord's power. So if you're meditating on something that's not of the Lord, essentially what you're doing is opening up a channel to the enemy. And that's the simplest way I can break it down. If you have anything in addition to add to that, um, please feel free. But well, I, when I became a Christian in 2017, one of the first things I really focused on doing is the Lord, like shut all of those portals because I had the third eye open I don't know if I had Kundalini or not, but probably, I don't know. Yeah. Um, probably I did just because of all the energy I could either had done to me or I could do for myself to pull in. Yeah. And um, that's not the Lord. It's it's spiritual energy. It's real, but yeah. it, it's just not the Lord. And uh, right. it does make you feel good. Um, it does temporarily give you some emotional relief, but really at the end of the day, it makes you feel really prideful. Because, oh, I can do things that other people can't do and see things and know things. And um, enemy can give you all kinds of gifts and little, little yummies, but it may be real or 95% real and 5% really wrong and false. And you'll get yourself hurt or hurt others. Yeah. And when you're tapping into channels that aren't the Lord, um, like the Mm -hmm. enemy came to steal, kill and destroy. Like that's that's from the Bible. So you can get tricked so easily. Like you can think that you're doing something really, really good and really powerful and really healing for people when all you're doing is opening portals in their life. 
And that's why it's so important to have that level of discernment on it. So what are some other things that you've seen people doing that, that people, that the common person sees to be good, um, but we know to not be good because it's not of the Lord. You've mentioned a couple of them already, but. Well, that's going to be a hard one to hear. I think that, um, Yoga is hard for people to hear that may be mm-hmm. an open door because yep. it makes you feel more, it can make you feel more relaxed and make your right. brain slow down and like have some peace. But it's Hindu um, worship have, poses. That's what it is. Well, it's all Hindu I know worship is poses. I, yeah. When I stretch, I don't have those things. When I went to yoga studios, I would have visions every time I went. Yes. Yeah. I'll just share that testimony is that like I stopped going because it was too much. It was too freaky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't do yoga anymore either. And that's something I used to think was okay. Yeah. yeah. So there's, there's that thing. Um, I know this is controversial with the Enneagram. I know everybody's heard of it. I know it's yeah. in a lot of churches. I was an expert on it. Like literally I learned it all. And then I went to all these gurus across the world and learned and it's channel material. Um, that makes you think if you get to the higher level of the, your type, then you're more enlightened. That's what it's about. Mm. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, that's all there is to it. And that's the thing sure. is that like, um, the enemy knows some people are going to think it's a fun little tool and like type your friends, type your husband, whatever. And that's the end of it. And yeah. then some people are going to take it to the max. And then before you know it, you divorce your husband because they're like less evolved than you. <laughs> yeah. Their personality style because they blah, blah, blah. So yeah, those are just the kind of damages that you see. And I know that seems extreme, but it's just what I've seen happen. Yeah. It's not because I are like everything that's not of in the Bible is evil. It's like it causes destruction in some people's lives. It does. What about like Reiki or energy healing? Okay. So I don't have a ton of experience with Reiki, but it's really, I think in that category with energy healing, because there there's a level of like, you're using your body, whether your mind, your body, your emotions. And I do think what I know about Reiki is there are some kind of like mantras and mudras you do before you work on somebody. So you're mm-hmm. praying to something to help you um, move that energy on a person. Yeah. And that's not a God. God didn't tell us to be like moving stuff around to heal somebody's illnesses or to heal their anxiety. Mm-hmm. He asked us to go to him and pray with him and be in community and connection and talk it out with your brothers and sisters in Christ and with God, not be so moving. Bad energy around. Um, and I've done it. I've had it done. So I had Reiki a couple of times. I didn't, at that point, time I did that, I was starting to question everything. So I think it yeah. wasn't as effective on me anymore, yeah. but I spent at least three plus years going to the same energy healer two hours a week, probably for years, um, to work on some of my trauma issues. And, um, it, it for me, what I understood that it relies a lot on, you know, again, visions and channeling and sometimes channeling from beings that have a name for them. Some people do have that. Some people don't. Yeah. But they're getting information from some source, but they ever, they can't name the source or it's from some kind of like name. Yeah. That's supposed to be really benevolent and loving and non-judgmental. Um, but what I know is that like, I feel like I just moved around my trauma. Yeah. Got better at maybe feeling emotions and having more tolerance for emotion. And that was helpful, yeah. but I never really healed anything, to be honest. Yeah. I never had better relationships Same. with people, that kind of Same. stuff. So it's real. So I don't want people to think this stuff isn't real and happening because you see stuff, you feel stuff. So, but the thing is, when you start questioning it is when it gets dark, Yeah, it will turn on you in a second. The moment you start like 
huh, is this of God? It'll start getting ugly, like ugly faces, black stuff, nightmares. Right. Because you're calling it out. Yeah. And I'll just say that coming after you. Right. And when, in my experience with Reiki, because I also did it before I knew better, right. I had people telling me that you're just channeling God and, and things like that. But what I didn't know what that I was doing is I was opening those doors. And so when you open those doors to channels that aren't of God, what you're doing is giving the enemy and his army access to torment you. And so it actually like really, really set me back in my healing because if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't have opened those doors ever. And I didn't know how to close them for several years. That's right. Um, That's right. It takes, it takes a lot of, a lot of healing, a lot of deliverance sometimes to close those because they become those from those, those different kinds of tormentors. I mean, they have different jobs and they don't want to leave. It takes a lot. So I wonder with Reiki, I just had, thank you. Holy spirit is like, they use the chakra points. Those Mm -hmm. are the portals that they, on your body Mm -hmm. that they're moving, opening, expanding, closing, whatever they're doing. So that's what they're doing. Right. Yeah. So good. And when you just start learning how to close those doors or heal with Jesus, like you'll start figuring out that there are roots, right. And, but you can heal those with God and you can heal. I mean, I've seen people get healed in getting hands laid on them and getting prayed for, but like, we always have to go back to Jesus as the healer because like the Lord didn't give us healing powers. He anointed some of us to channel his energy to heal. Right. So whenever he feels like it, so he's always going to use the least of these, right? So if yeah. you really, in there, if you have a hunger to help in that kind of way, pray about it. Like it's got to be of him and his will and his way. And you might need a lot of time to let, I have to let go of a lot of stuff for a while. Yeah, I'm just like, let same. myself just be really low, really humble. Just do my nutrition therapy, help with eating disorders. Like I'm not going to try to like learn anything new for a while. And then he's, everything that I let go of, he's, he's slowly kind of given back in a way that he knows he can trust me with now. Yeah. That's so good. And I, my, I can relate to that wholeheartedly. You know, I've been in ministry school now for three years and learned so much more about how the Holy spirit works and spiritual gifts and all of these things that the enemy has taken and essentially perverted. Oh yeah. Um, it's all and confused that's all it people. ever was. Yeah. And he's confused so many people and it's, I personally, we can talk about this next. Like, I personally think a lot of the churches are falling short because people do have, like you said, you're a feeler. You could always feel things like that is a gift from the Lord. Um, but the churches aren't talking about it or a lot of churches aren't talking about it. Yeah. Well, and I so, think that they get so afraid that people rely on their feelings to operate their life that mm-hmm. they, it's, it's all or nothing. And it's like, no, there's people sitting in these seats here with a lot of discernment that that person's over there suffering. And they don't have anywhere to go with it because right. it's an emotional issue. You know, if they're dying of cancer, everybody's going to jump up and pray. Right. But if you're feeling really burdened by like depression, anxiety, eating disorder, people just tell you to pray more. There's nowhere to go. And nobody right. wants, if you're a highly sensitive person, I do not want to be told that I just need to pray more because uh, I pray all, every day all the time. Right. So there's something mm-hmm. else going on and it makes me, it will make a person feel like, you know, the enemy will get in there, start to tell lies, like there's nowhere to go. And then this is where we go to new age. I've worked with yeah. so many people. So there's good. no counseling here at this church. So I guess I'll go to a counselor and before you know it. Yeah. They're going, they're doing Reiki because that's what the therapist they hooked up with who's really loving and non-judgmental and helpful. And they're yeah. feeling some relief. Oh yeah. There's a meditation group. You should try it out. Okay. Well, I trust her. I'll go do that. This is some, as quick as it goes. Yeah. 
I 100% I'm with you because one of the things that, and I know you specialize in that nervous system training, right? Like if you are really struggling, a lot of times your nervous system is like charged or just dysregulated and yeah, meditation can be a way to slow it down, but it has to be with the Lord and it has to be right. It has to. So understanding the biology of threat is really valuable. It's and all my clients, believers, non-believers, like God gave us a nervous system. Right. He gave us these brain structures, this nervous system that does its job for threat. When we've yeah. got adversity or a trauma, um, it just either makes us hypervigilant or makes us shut down. Because that's the body's way of dealing with threat. It's not, there's too much or not enough. Yeah. Um, and people need support through that. You can't just always, especially if there's open doors from like generational issues. Mm-hmm. You're still right now in, a, in an unsafe situation. Um, you've really you're going to really just need support from safe people to be able to yeah. like rebuild relationships, not with just, not only just people, but with the Lord that you can trust again. Amen. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so good. It's so good. Anything else you want to share with our listeners today? We've gone down this, this thread of new age, which I think is so important to talk about, but anything else that you feel like you should share today? Oh my goodness. I mean, well, all I can say is God is really good. And I think about all the, and I haven't even spoken just like a, a fingernail scratch on the surface of some of my trauma. I think it's really important that, um, I, I actually, I did a little survey. It's like, so like an unofficial survey of a lot of my, my, uh, believing clients. I'm like, why do people, um, who was struggling with, let's say specifically chronic dieting, exercise issues, mm-hmm. um, emotional eating, trauma, like one, why does nobody seem to get better that go to church? I want to, I'm asking this question genuinely yep. and what is done to address it and um, what's going on? Because I'm a newer believer. I've only five years, right? So I haven't been in the church 30 years or anything that like, I don't, like what's happening here. That's some of my first questions. and. I would say nine out of 10 people told me the exact same message is that if you pray more, that it all, you know, it all go away. You'll get better. And I'm like, well, then you don't seem to be a person who doesn't pray enough. What's going on. And I think there's a level of people will, they're afraid to be judged that they just don't have enough faith, which is why they're not Mm. eating disorder or they can't stop purging or they can't get moving or um, like you know, why is diet culture so prevalent in the church just as much as it is outside the church? Yeah, same. Why, why is that? And they're like, well, there's, I'm not, and I've shifted in this. Like I'm hearing just like a lack of education and there's no leadership around this issue. People, And then the bottom line is that like the uncomfortable stuff in churches is not been talking about. We don't talk about trauma. We're not talking about the issues of the day. All the little, all the little idolatries, nobody wants, everybody wants to keep their seats full. And I'm like, but who cares about seats full now when in the end, it's not going to matter. Yeah. And I think that's such a great point though. Like pastors are meant to be shepherds of people, but they're not experts in their field. And I think that's why it's so important that people like you and myself that are so passionate about this, like we have to be a voice. We have to, and other people that are feeling called to this area, they also have to, right? Because pastors, they can open doors for people like you and I to come in and teach, 
but they, we can't expect them to be experts in all the areas, but it's just a, like, well, I think that's, that's just a call to action, right? Like, I think that's our call to action. I just, I'm just asking these questions broadly. So if you're yeah. listening to this and you're thinking like, yeah, everybody yeah. talks about their stupid diets and small group. And what are we even talking about here? Speak up about it. If you're feeling mm-hmm. like us, like as a sensitive person, like, well, what are we doing here? This doesn't feel right. Don't gaslight yourself. <laughs> like yeah. speak mm-hmm. up about it because it is a form of idolatry, like to like, have to be boastful and prideful, like, oh, I lost 30 pounds and I'm already so great. And I'm like, we don't need that here. We're done. No, we're not right. doing that. Mm-hmm. And that's it's hard to be, well, it's it, it's it's really hard to stick your neck out and not be liked because we all want to fit in and yeah. belong, right? And that's a human issue, not just like a non-Christian issue, right? I so, agree wholeheartedly. I tell a story. Um, I did a podcast a couple of weeks ago. So my dad passed away in February. Um, and it was a very mm-hmm. traumatic time for my family, right? And Um, he was in the hospital for, you know, a month and then passed away. And so obviously I wasn't taking great care of myself, like admittedly. So like it was super stressful. I was taking care of my mom. We were surviving on gluten-free crackers and like fruit. Cause at the end of the day, nobody wanted to cook. And, um, so I was in Texas with my family. And when I came back to Minnesota after he had passed, um, you know, people would be like, Oh, how you doing? How you doing? And I'm like, Oh, you know, I'm doing okay. Like, and they're like, have you been eating? Cause it was obvious that I had lost some weight. And I was like, you know what? No, like I, ha- like I haven't been taking that great of care of myself. Like it's on my priority list now that things have calmed down a little bit and every single one of them, well, you look great. Wow. Right. We value thinness mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. everything else, like over everything else. Right. And that these were all Christian women. Right. And that was such a wake up call for me for how much louder I'm suffering I needed to be about this subject, right? Because that's absolutely, we have to be because right there, there's a moment of the enemy using all those people to tell you how great you looked. And you just went probably through one of the worst things you've, you've ever gone through in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there was no glory. There was no, this is, wasn't for anything else. Like I'm too devastated to do normative life right now. Right. That's not something to celebrate. And right. that's, and, and that, I think that's what I want people to understand. Like, our, you're programmed for the last hundred years Amen. Plus to, mm-hmm. to glorify thinness and thinness at all costs. It doesn't matter what you do to do it, you know? And yeah, it's just a tactic, again, the enemy for to sow these spirits, you know, of, of idolatry and vanity and pride. And those of us who've had trauma, had misattunements in terms of like relationships, you have to understand you're very vulnerable to the enemy schemes though. That's why yes. it's always women who've never been heard, seen and heard. Yeah. Have been neglected and abused. Yep. And, you know, we've forgotten that like the Lord is really the only, at the end of the day, the only person that won't let you down. Right. They won't abandon you. Amen. Yeah. In the dust. So. Yeah. yeah. I was so thankful that that happened. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. I was going to read scripture about this just because it ties with everything, whether it's diet culture, trying to fix ourselves in only our own power. Obviously, we have to participate in our sanctification, our healing, all the things. But ultimately, it's the Lord, you know, in his timing and with support and with our effort and his mercy to get there. So I wanted to read something. Yes, please. Um, just because I've learned that one of the best healers for all my clients is to speak in scripture into all these situations just yes. in the moment it comes up. So I just do that with people. So this is Jeremiah 17, seven, eight, 
Blessed is the man. So we're here, this blessed, blessed, he will bless you and whatever you need to do. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. Mm. This is who we want to be. These trees that like when you know what's hitting the fan and everybody's dying around you and maybe you got a gas lit or people really didn't hear you, you don't fall apart. Yeah. This is so who good. he's calling all us to be. So good. So good. Thank you for being here today. Would you just pray over anyone listening that's maybe uh, yes. struggling with anything that we've talked about today and is just feeling like, where do I go yeah. from here? Would you just Absolutely. release heaven over them? Absolutely. So heavenly father, we thank you for this day. We love you. We praise you. We honor you. We worship you. Lord, we repent for any sins that we know or we don't know about in Jesus' name. Lord, I ask that you send your most aggressive warning and ministry angels to surround and protect all our listeners, including Jen and I, this recording, that the technology stay strong and stable for all, all the ears that need to hear this. Lord, we come to your mercy seat and where your throne of grace is. And that's where the blood of Jesus Christ was spilled for as a ransom for us. And so we have access to that mercy seat and we have access to the blood of Jesus. So Lord, we cover everyone listening, every aspect of their mind, body, will, emotions, and spirit, their salvation with the blood of Jesus. Lord, we ask for divine healing because by Jesus' stripes, we were healed. And Lord, we ask that any barriers to, to physical, mental, emotional, spiritual healing be bound and cast to dry places in Jesus' name. And that only your perfect love and mercy and grace and wisdom remain for everyone who's listening. And Lord, I'll just end it. And everyone will just end it with this um, prayer from Psalm 147.3 is that, Lord, you say you heal the brokenhearted and you bind up their wounds. Mm-hmm. And you also say in Isaiah 41.10 is fear not for I am with you and be not dismayed for I am your God and I will strengthen you. I will help you and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So Lord, we pray all those things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And where can people find you, Tracy? I have a couple places. So I don't mean to compartmentalize everything, but also on my tracybrownrd.com website, there's a lot of information around eating disorders and the intersection with trauma healing. Um, And that same Tracy Brown RD on Facebook is where I do teaching videos twice a week that people can get for free. Great. Um, on the website as well. Um, there's lots of free gifts. And then I also have another website called healbytheword.com. And it's a spe- it's essentially kind of just a ministry site where I put lots of people's prayers and upload a bunch of stuff. It's all free. Um, and I also do have a free counseling class there where a friend of mine, friend of mine, um, a counseling friend of mine, we just kind of pick some topics. And the whole time, it's almost like we did a little bit of what you and I, Jen, did here today, which is yeah. here's a topic. Can pray scripture and let the Holy Spirit just keep praying. Through. That's it. all we did. We just prayed yeah. scripture into anxiety. Um, oh gosh, um, identity issues, all that. That's Love all it. we did. We didn't try to be counselors. We didn't. We just tried to be people praying God's word into that situation, and that's there for people as well. Love it. Love it. And I'll put all those in the show notes. So if Great. you want to connect with Tracy, you are 
easily able to. So Tracy, thank you so much for your time today and your wisdom and just the work that you're doing. I know that you are just making a huge impact in the world. So thank you. Oh, Jen, thank you so much. And, and definitely thank you for, for creating, being obedient to have this platform to let other people hear you and the way God's using you and other people as well. So thank you for putting the work in and I hope people. You're um, so welcome. Thank you. You're so welcome. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked what you heard today, it would mean the world to me if you would take 30 seconds and give me a five-star rating, write a quick review and subscribe to the podcast and share it with any of your family or friends that you feel like this episode could bless. It helps get the word out more than you know. Or if you know someone that's a hope dealer and has an incredible story that needs to be shared, go to my website at www.exaltedhealth.com forward slash podcast and fill out the podcast guest form. The world needs these stories of Jesus now more than ever. Or if you have a miracle or testimony of an incredible Jesus moment, you can go to our website and fill out the testimonial page for a chance to get a shout out on the podcast. We'll see you next time.